Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A little taste there of the group Smith Kotzen and their song Scars off their debut album. And that beautiful bluesy guitar lead by Adrian Smith, the longtime guitarist of heavy metal giants Iron Maiden. Hey, this is Patrick Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine, the music collector's magazine since 1974. And welcome back to the Goldmine Podcast, a proud part of of the Pantheon group of podcasts. Thanks for listening. Smith Kotzen is a collaboration of the aforementioned Adrian Smith and guitar singer Richie Kotzen as they got together for this collaboration in the last few years. And finally, they released this simply titled Smith Kotzen album, which came out in March on BMG Records. And Adrian Smith even sings on this record, as well as Richie, and both have wonderfully bluesy voices that lend to their influences of energetic rock bands of the 70s. Bands like Bad Company, Thin Lizzy, Deep Purple, White Snake, uh, with a modern production, of course. Um, listeners, if you like any of those 70s bands, you'll love this for sure. But Smith Cotson is not Iron Maiden. They're not heavy metal. Think loud, energetic, classic rock, melodic, with great lead guitar, with feeling. The key word there is feeling. This is not a metallic shredding exercise. Anyway, our guest, Adrian Smith, will fill you in on all that. He'll give you a rundown on certain tracks from the Smith-Cotson album. Talk about Maiden drummer Nico McBrain, who fills in on a track from the album. And Adrian's own 10 albums that changed my life in the May 2021 issue of Goldmine. So I'll be right back with Adrian Smith after this message. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine. The Music Collector's Magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Congratulations on the new album, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Are you, uh, are you in England? Are you calling in the wee hours in the morning? <laughs> no, no, I'm in, uh, I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, that makes more sense, man. So yeah. with the album, uh, let's go back to the Wayback Machine. Where, 
when did you first meet Richie and when did you really first connect or think I could, uh, you know, I really connect with this guy creatively? Well, um, I, I bought a, uh, a place in, in, uh, in California a few years ago, well, about 10 years ago. I've got family here. My, yeah. my wife's family from here. So, uh, you know, there's a community of musicians here and, um, got to know Richie seven, eight years ago. You know, we sort of, uh, go out with with the girls you know our wives and and uh have fun and then i used to have parties and and we i've got like a studio here and we, we jammed a few times and we had fun you know had, had some people around and playing bad company and free and humble pie stuff and um my wife actually said to me why don't you, you guys uh do some writing together and we, we did and we just hit it off and we took it from there wow were some of these songs written a while ago and you just had them on the back burner? Well, we started um, big, uh, around January 2019. We had our first sort of writing session and we uh, we came up with a song running and uh, the, the sort of bare bones of the song Scars, like in, that was in just an afternoon. So we knew we had a chemistry. I mean, I've written with people before, trying to sort of collaborate with people before it doesn't always work you know you don't have a, a chemistry you can just sit there staring at each other you know this is some quite well-known people I've, I've tried it with but with Richie you know we just hit it off you know I'd come in with an idea uh, I'd sing a little bit and then Richie's oh I've got something that goes with that and bang 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 we, before we knew it we had you know uh, two or three songs you know and we had the sort of basis of an album right so it's really like um mutual songwriting it isn't i wrote a song he wrote a song and we all bring them in it's no interesting no so it's we we built it you know uh the song like the song running i had the riff i came in you know we'd set up in a, a studio we both have guitars plugged in both have a microphone and you know i'd sing something and play and then we put it down and then he'd put something and back and forth you know it was um it, it it's it's rare to get chemistry like that and um you got to sort of make the make the most of it as um, as you go. We, yeah, we we created songs pretty much, you know, on the spot. How do how do you decide at that point who takes the vocal lead? I mean, you mentioned scars, right? I mean, that's a pretty intense burner of a slow burn song that's really bluesy and moody. Sometimes I feel like a helpless child. Oh. How do you decide, okay, I'll sing that one? Does it just come natural? Like, you just step up? Totally, yeah. I mean, let's just say, we, we, you know, I, I was noodling around with those opening chords, and then I just I had that uh, melody in my head. And, um, you know, sometimes I feel like a helpless child just sang that, and that set the tone. And then Richie said, you know, 
and then we, we did the next section and, and Richie had that vocal on top and then he came up with the chorus I think I had the chords and then Richie came up with the melody so it's you know it's um, sort of a you know a perfect sort of working relationship you know you just keep building the song and we wanted to craft the songs wanted the songs to be have a bit of edge to them but to be memorable you know and um, you know hopefully there's songs that will, um, people can, can can remember you know rather than just a load of shredding you know <laughs> maybe some people thought that would be uh, what it would be but it's really about the songs as much as a sort of guitar playing you know right and you have your experience with playing with uh, dual leads or, you know, Dave Murray and yeah. Maiden. So when it came time to pick leads, I'm, so, I'm sure it was sort of like a, a diplomatic way of choosing, right? Well, yeah, I mean, um, we'd usually have a couple of different sections in, in the song. Again, I'd say, okay, we've got up to this after the second chorus now. How about doing this for a solo? Mm. So I put something down, and then Richie go, yeah, and then we go here, and he put something down. You know, just just building, building, um, and you know, Richie um, has got a slightly different style to me. He's not much more technical player than me. So if if the section demanded it, you know, he'd play that. Or if it was more melodic and bluesy, I'd uh, put the solo down, you know. So it was, it was kind of a, an unspoken thing, really. It just it happened really organically, which is a, a nice thing about it. And 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 like Dave Murray, you Richie compliment you both compliment each other. It's not like you guys are shredders and you're competing for <laughs> in a competition. Well, no. I mean, we we just wanted to, you know, uh, we just wanted to 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 write good songs and make a make a good record, you know. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I've never been really interested in that. You know, who can play faster than the other person? I, you know, it's not music's not about that to me. It's nice to have that. You know, and I, I respect people who can do it. But um, you know, for me, it's about you know moving, trying to move people. You know, uh, you know, and myself. You know, it, it's something that that speaks to me. You know, when I when I hear it. So. Uh, that's the idea, really. It's a bit more soul, about soul, you know, and heart and soul, rather than how fast you can play. <laughs> yeah, really. How many hot dogs can you eat? <laughs> like a competition, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it, it it is like you you come from a different school of thought. Um, you you come from that seventies blues rock, not the not the eighties. And and I I like Joe Satriani or Ingve Malmsteen, but that's a different that's a different kind of school of thought. I love I actually love Joe Satriani because yeah. I think he's he's uh, one of the few guys who combines technique and feel, and I've, I I love what he does. I mean that album The Extremist is one of my favorite yeah. albums. Um, but you're right. I mean, I, my formative years, the, the thing that got me into this whole business was listening to, um, you know, um, Paul Kossoff out of Free. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Richie Blackmore at the time was was probably the closest that they had to a shredder, you know. Right. But um, all the, the guys in Thin Lizzy and, you know, Gary Moore... And you know, um, who, who had a lot of feel to their playing. A feel was always the most important thing to me. You know, mm. just uh, you guys who could just play a few notes and just just get the job done. You know. Yeah, 
I mean, recently you did a, a 10 albums that changed my life for Goldmine. I don't know if you remember. It was a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. And every album you picked was like the genetic code for this new album you just did. I mean, you got Deep Purple, yeah. Deep Purple, Free, Humble Pie, Thin Lizzy, yeah. The Who, Who's yeah, Next, yeah. Bad Company. Um, every album is like you could feel it in this album, this new album with Richie. Um, it, like I said, it's like the genetic code. Um, it, it's all yeah. all 70s and late 60s um, for the most part, right? Except for King's X. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it was perfect. Well, I think, I think when, you're, when you're young and, you, you know, you, that music hits you for the first time, probably a lot of people have this experience in my generation. Um it's a, it's a revelation, you know, hearing that stuff, and it stays in your blood, really. I mean, I still like, I still listen to it, and I still like to play it. I still, it still does it for me, you know. Um, you know, I've listened to other things over the years, but I keep coming back to that. And I, I, I had a, I had a thing about doing an album like this for ten, fifteen years. I thought I really like to do a hard rock album with a bit of blues in it. Yeah, because that's it's a tribute to the to the music that got me, inspired me in the first place, you know. And not enough people. And, you know, it makes and to and to contribute some some new um, what they call classic rock now. You know, right. some new blood to it. You know, and people say keep the blues alive, but you know, keep the rock alive as well. There's a lot of people who like that kind of music. My generation, maybe a bit younger, maybe a bit older. You know, there's millions of people out there who still love that music just because it's not on the Grammys. You know, um, <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's not valid. You know. Yeah, someone said to me recently that after watching the Grammys, is rock dead? You know, and I said, no, no, it's not. You know, there's this cycle that, you know, music seems, popular music seems to go through ever since rock and roll was invented. Um, it will come wow. back, you know. Even the yeah, Who, I mean, even, even, mean, the, even the Who saying rock is dead, you know, <laughs> it's not well, dead. I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it is. I mean, no, no, it's not. You know, you you have classical music. You know, the music was written hundreds of years ago. Yeah. It's, still, it's still got a, an audience. Um, you know, it's 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 an art form to me. It is pop music by definition is is pop and it's gone. You know, that's why yeah. it's called pop music. Yep, it's music for the moment. You know, there are some, some good pop artists. I'm What's hip? I'm a, a good luck to them, you know. Yeah. But, you know, rock music is definitely a bit more substantial and it's a bit more soulful. Right. Deeper, you know. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's been a, it's always been important to me. I think it's been, you know, uh, got more important uh, during this lockdown. People, people need entertainment. They need, you know, uh, I mean, I've spent a lot of time writing and, in, and playing in the studio. It's been... Uh, very therapeutic for me, you know. Although the Smith Cotson wasn't a lockdown project, it was it was complete before the lockdown, you know. Yeah. Well, that's that's uh, one of the things that Iron Maiden's always been good about is that its members have done solo projects, right? I mean, Steve Harris with British Line, and you know Bruce Dickinson with his yeah. own solo project. So there's been like an understanding uh, amongst the band, um, which I well, think yeah, is wonderful. There is, I mean, uh, yeah, it wasn't always like that. I mean, I did um, an album called ASAP back in the late 80s, and um, it caused a bit of a problem in the band because the music I, I did on that was it was it was very different to Iron Maiden. It was very 
sort of AOR. I know, never got a chance to hear Brian that. Adams. I got to hear that. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I, I was very pleased with it, but um, it, it started a, a beginning and the end of, uh, for me and my first in Iron Maiden. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, it wasn't always cool to do solo albums, but now we're all older, uglier yeah. and wiser, and, and um, <laughs> you know, part of the yeah, part of part of the success of um, part of the success of uh, you know the uh, uh, reform, you know, getting back together is that we give each other more space and a right. bit more, you know, a bit more respect. So. Um, and you know, and it's not a threat to Iron Maiden. I love what I do with Iron Maiden. Oh yeah, it's very special. And, but, and um, you know, I got to give a tip of the hat to Nico McBrain. He really does a great job on the drums for Solar Fire, and that's my favorite track on the album for one of the reasons you brought up Deep Purple, and that has a Deep Purple seventies Deep Purple feel. And he does a great yeah. job of the fills, and he he is on that track, right? Uh, it sounds like him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. drums on a lot of it because we wrote as we went along you know we had a drum kit set up Richie get behind the kit is a pretty good drummer I play guitar we put a, a backing track down and then we put bass on and build it but uh, for Solar Fire we thought it'd be nice to have someone guesting on it and Nick was the first person we thought of I mean I've been a fan of Nick since before he was in Iron Maiden he was in, he was in the Pat Travers band yeah. who I loved you know and that's that's like you say that is a good old sort of kick-ass 70s rock song. I mean, uh, and he, you know, he just uh, he, did a great job on it, Nick. He, he poured some cayenne pepper on there. He, uh... Yeah, yeah, a few fireworks. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah. Now, very good, yeah, very yeah, good song. Yeah, um, You know, of course, there's Taking My Chances. That's a great single. Uh, it's perfect pick to show a 70s feel, but um, I think Solar Fire, man, that should, uh, you guys should look at that for... To give a push, that's a that's a. Oh dip. right, yeah, yeah. Well, um, we'll probably have something else coming out at some point. Uh, do another video, so maybe we'll do that one. We don't know yet. Well, the thing is, is you got that nice combination of melody and guitar bite, and that's the classic hard rock band sound of the seventies. You know, whether it's Thin Lizzy or. White Snake, yeah. you know that the old White Snake, yeah, the seventies White Snake. Yeah, yeah, is. yeah. I think um, um, you know this was definitely a starting point. You know the bands that inspired me, but I think I think we've taken it you have. to other places as yes, well. Yes, you have. You know, you, um, uh, you you need a starting point, and that was certainly a massive inspiration. All that seventies stuff. Yeah, but something like Running, the song Running, it, might, it starts off kind of your, your typical chugging. Um, you know, hard rock, but then the chorus is very melodic and it's very, very fresh sounding to me. 
the, the album sounds fresh to me. Not like a like a, just a rehash of. of you the, couldn't get that sound in the seventy, right? You couldn't get that sound. Uh, what I meant is the feel, but you couldn't get that yeah, studio yeah. sound in the, uh, of running in the seventies. You're you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, it has a very sort of. Um, yeah, it, but it still has that, that sort of blues thing to it as well. It, it does. And you guys are also putting out, um, let's see, you got a limited edition red red smoke effect colored vinyl. and uh, Yeah, it's really cool, yeah. It looks yeah. really nice. Um, uh, colored vinyl. Um, there's a few other things on the uh, smithcotson.com. They got... Uh, you know these bundles where you, you can g- get signed stuff, and uh, there's some signed albums on there. Uh, different bundles, different uh, merchandising. So uh, I guess you, you need a bit more than just the record these days because you do. You know, we we just hope people will get behind and uh, support the album because you know um, it, it keeps things keep rolling along. It, it helps. It enables us to to make more of this kind of music, which I think, you know, is needed, really. Because uh, there's a lot of people love it, you know. Well, I think this kind of thing, and Goldmine's always been about, you know, music collecting and vinyl. I, I think this is what the music industry needed, this collector mentality, because you have MP3s and streaming. It's hard for a musician yeah. or a band to make money off of that, you know. Um, yeah. It's a bit soulless, isn't it? Um yeah, you know the way they just take the music and then just stream it. I mean, the whole thing about you know supporting a band and, and going and buying their record and you know because you are supporting them. Yeah, and you know I feel for younger bands now because how do you get yourself established? You know when Iron Maiden started out, you know it was the, the, the gigs used to cost us money to do. So yeah. any albums we sold would enable us to stay on the road more, promote a band. It was just a cycle, but but now, I mean, I, it's, you know... It's easy it, now. Uh, it must it's, be very difficult. Well, it's easy well, for the consumer to get the music. It's almost yes. too easy. And when I was a kid, yes. to get the new Peace of Mind album, I had to take a bus an hour away yeah. <laughs> yeah. and yeah. wait for the record store to open and hope that I was yeah. the guy in line to get the album before it sold out now wow. kids can't imagine yeah. that now right yeah <laughs> no, it's just, a touch of, just touch a few buttons and then uh, maybe buy one song you know but yeah. no it's a different it's a different uh, and it's going to change again but you got to roll with the punches and yeah yeah i'm glad that you you know, I like vinyl. I don't know how you feel about vinyl, but I I like the sound of vinyl. So uh, I, yeah. never, I never gave up. Even 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 has a smell to it. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> I took the, it's got that vinyl smell. Yeah, it's nice. Well, Plus, you can see, you can read the album cover, read the lyrics, and you know. Well, yours is going to have a black. Goes, yours is going to have a black smoke effect, so that will go with the smell. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um. So now with a tour, will there be a tour? Uh, I know the pandemic you have to take into consideration, but um, will there be something for fans well, to see? Well, we wanted to, you know. Um, we, the, the album's out on the 26th of March, and we, we were planning to hit the road in April, you know, yeah. before the Maiden stuff started up. Yep. Um, but um, who knows now? 
Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to get out on the road in April and uh, maybe at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, we'll certainly prepare in the event. Um, um, we'll think about you know recruiting a rhythm section and that. We've already started thinking about that. We've already started thinking about uh, working on new songs as well. So this would hopefully be an ongoing project. And, you know, we're really proud of the album and we'd like to, to take it and play it on stage, you know, take it out to people, you know. Um, you know, we both enjoy uh, performing. So, uh, yeah, hopefully at the end of the year, we'll, we'll get, it, get out there and, and do some shows. Well, talk about 70s. You can old school it and open up for Maiden. You can play and then go and play right. a Maiden. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. Uh, Bands that'd have be, that'd be too that'd be too confusing. I mean, Bands have I done that. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, back in I the old days, you know, that's when it was less production going on. Now it's you know, it's a mass yeah. entertainment. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it it would be a lot different. Um, well, yeah. I hope you do get a chance to tour. Um, I'll be rooting you on, man. And whoever did the production did—I uh, don't know who produced it. They did a hell of a job. Um, I don't know if Richie was well, a Richie part. Richie and I produced it, man. Yeah, you guys did a great job. Great job on it. And Kevin Shirley, uh, Kevin Shirley mixed it. Uh, he's the guy who does Maiden. Oh, really? As well as many other bands. Yeah, oh, he, I mixed didn't know. he mixed the stuff. We produced it. Wow, you guys got some nice chops, man. Uh, producing so. Um, there's also a future there for. <laughs> uh, yeah, you never know. You never know. When you get near eighty, when rock stars, you know, have their second life. Um, all right, oh, man. I'm going deaf already. So okay. <laughs> take, take care, nice man. To to you. All the best. Thank you. Uh, bye, bye. Thank you for listening to the Goldmine Podcast. Thank you, Adrian Smith. And if you can pick up the new Smith Cotson album. It's titled Smith Cotson, and like I said, anyone who likes Thin Lizzy and that type of melodic hard rock will really like this album. And also pick up the May edition of Goldmine on the newsstand with Barnes & Noble or Books A Million Newsstands or select indie record stores. And Adrian Smith did a 10 albums that changed my life, and he lists the 10 albums that influenced him the most. A few surprises, but you'll see that but it totally makes sense when you read all the albums it defines as guitar playing. Okay, so we'll see you next time on the Goldmine Podcast, and don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for exclusive content, among other things. Thanks. See you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 